You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here at Napa Broadcasting. We all know about startups. They start off with a vague notion, an idea, a vision. Then the work of testing that idea, talking to people, trying to raise money, and at the same time fleshing out the idea, exposing it to the harsh sunlight of criticism and discussion. And then, if a million pieces come together in just the right order, birthing the idea into a real, tangible business. This was once true of Facebook and Google, and it's just as true for the effort to bring professional baseball to Napa. Many months ago, Bruce Johnston came here on this program to talk about the Napa Silverados, a professional team right in our own backyard. Since then, the reality has happened. All of those millions of pieces have aligned in just the right order, and soon we'll hear play ball right here on the campus of Napa Valley College. Here to bring us up to date and to tell us what's ahead, I am joined once again by Bruce Johnston. Bruce, thanks so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. It's a delight to be here. A million a million moving parts. Um, yeah, pretty much. We were just talking before we went on the air about some of those parts, and no matter how much you plan, I mean, there, there's a lot that can go wrong. There is a lot to go wrong. There, there's also a lot that goes right, right, but you don't really pay attention to that as much as you do when you when the when the problems crop up. But, you know, it's interesting when you start something like this, you can be pretty well assured that everything isn't going to go exactly as you had planned. And so some days you resort to plan B and some days you look at something and say, you know what, God, just get me through year one. And we'll figure out a way to figure this 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 thing out for calendar 2019. So right. we have we have worn out quite a few Plan Bs. <laughs> One of the things I asked you before we started, I said, "Do you have a team?" And yes, you have. In fact, maybe even more than you need. Yeah, we do have a team. I'm very excited about it too. We've got uh, we've got some great local folks. Uh, a couple of local guys here. One of them was our first draft pick in the draft. A gentleman named Mateo Fernandez actually went to Napa Valley College. Uh, his last game here, as a matter of fact, was a no-hitter, uh, and he went to Vintage High, uh, then came to Napa Valley College, and for the last two years has been working for his uncle painting houses, and he decided that he wasn't quite ready to give the dream up. He came out to the tryouts. He was very, very impressive. He's about 6'4", uh, left-handed pitcher, was getting it up into the 90s, and so uh, Tito Fernandez Jr., our field manager, and I put our heads together, and we said, that's that's the guy. We, that's the, we want We want left-handed pitching, and we want left-handed pitching throwing 90 miles an hour so we're optimistic that he's going to be a good part of the team tell us a little bit about the process that you went through to put a team together i mean it's not something you just advertise you know online somewhere no it's it's funny you know one of the things that that i have done uh is what i've tried to do is hire really good people that know exactly what what it takes in this league and tito fuentes jr was a great hire for me Tito has played in the minor leagues. He's been an instructor in the minor, minor leagues. He's been a coach in the minor leagues. He's been a manager in the minor leagues. And and obviously you're familiar with his dad played, you know, the Giants organization in the, the, the 70s. And, and so he's got a huge network of, of baseball people. And in addition to that, he, he operates um, – baseball academies both in Arizona and in the Dominican Republic so we so he's got a huge network of, of people to turn to and and we actually got over a little bit over oversubscribed and I told him look we can't you know there's there's too many guys he says I know but I but I told you I was going to bring you a winning team and I said okay we'll just get the winning team down to 23 at some point before the season starts so that's what we'll have we'll have 23 guys and I think right now we have uh, 32 or 33 showing up for our abbreviated spring training. They'll all show up on the 22nd of May. We'll have our first practice on the 23rd. 
24th of May, we head over to Sonoma for a, for a uh, exhibition game. Then some practices, then a practice under the lights, and then the 29th we play here um, our own exhibition game. The Pittsburgh Diamonds are coming to visit us, so we're excited about uh, excited about the team we're putting on the field. We think that we've Tito promises me we're going to be a contender, and and you know not not unlike some po- political races in this particular <laughs> one, or I guess it's more like basketball. But four out of the six teams will go to the playoffs, so the top four teams will will play a one game. Uh, number four will play number one. Number two will play number three, and that's on Saturday, September the first. And then the winners of that game of those games play on September the second, and for all the marbles. So Tito's promised me we're going to be competitive, and he says the the rest of the league is scared of us right now. So, and in looking for players, are you competing against some of these other teams for these players against the team in Vallejo or in San Rafael or in Sonoma? Yeah, we we are. I mean, there were ninety six gentlemen that came out to the tryouts, and so all. Of the teams had uh, the ability to draft them and then these guys aren't locked into any team I mean they've got the ability to pick any team that they want to play for and and I think that obviously Napa is a you know it's a very attractive uh, you know very attractive environment you know we all know how beautiful the valley is and 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 it's a new team and I think there was some excitement for some of these guys about playing for the new team you know our our, our first the first guy we we picked was a gentleman named Scott Harkin he's sort of a local I sort of sometimes expand my version of what local is uh lives in pleasant hill um he played in japan last year and and none of the none of the scouts really got a good look at him they got a very good look at him in the california winter league and his last outing down there i was talking to him and he said i said how'd your last outing go he said it went okay i said okay what what happened he said i pitched four innings he said well he said i struck out 10 i said you struck out 10 guys in four innings okay uh, so we think the Washington Nationals have got their eyes on him. And, you know, ultimately, Jeff, our goal is to create an opportunity for these players to move up into affiliated uh, mm-hmm. baseball and, and, you know, extend their professional careers. So in a perfect world for me, we would have an absolutely different roster on the final day of the year than we do on the first day as a result of the fact that we were able to, to send guys up into the affiliated ball. And is there any kind of contract that these guys are under? Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're actually under contract with us. And if if a an affiliated ball club came to us and said we would like Scott as an example, um, we'd like to you know we'd we'd like to sign him. The answer is we'd love to have you sign him. And so we would basically tear up our agreement with him and make him promise to send us a half a dozen baseballs and a jersey or two or something like that. You but, wouldn't demand remuneration. To- uh, no, you know, again, it, go, it goes back to the fact that the, the purpose for us, and it's not just the players, it's the people in the office too, create an environment where we can try and move them forward to live their dream of playing professional baseball. So if, if any of our players get a chance to do that, we will gladly tear up their contract and let them go. That's yeah. good for everybody. Cool. You you got ahead of the game here a little bit it's talking about the playoffs. Let's talk about when the season starts. Oh, that's probably <laughs> a good place to start. First game is the 31st of May here at the college, um, and it's going to look very, very different uh, than it is now. You're going to see a lot of uh, advertising and signage in the ballpark that, that isn't there today. Um, you're going to see the college's food truck there. Uh, you're going to see, you know, beer and wine being sold at the game. So, 31st of May and then the 1st of June. And then we have a few days away, and then we come back and we start the, the remainder of the regular season, I believe, on the either the 8th or the 9th. I think it's a – yeah, it'd be Saturday the 8th. Uh, and so I think that's you know, so somewhere around there. We've got a few days away, and then we'll – that'll give me about six days to figure out what the heck we did wrong and figure out a way to do it right 
for the next games, which we expect to do some stuff wrong. We're going to ask for people's patience and, and just tell them that we're going to work really, really hard to create a great fan experience. And, and uh, But unfortunately, that, that May 31st date is going to get here before we know it. And, and we'll, but we'll be ready. We're excited. And it's important for people to understand. I mean, this goes to what we were talking about before in terms of, of getting through year one and some issues, some problems along the way is that it will be an evolving experience, that people that go to the opening game this year will see a very different field, a very different, a lot of things very different if they go to the opening game next season. Exactly. I mean, this is all, you know, it's a, it's it's all, until you put the team on the field, until you sell the first ticket, until you bring that first fan in, in you know, through the gate, you know, there's a lot of stuff we're going to have to figure out on the fly, and 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 because there are so many, so very many moving parts um, to all of this. But you know, it's uh, the, our goal is, and has uh, has always been from day one, is to provide a super fan experience, and that means beer that's cold, and that means hot dogs that are hot, and food that's good, and. Um, you know, and, and a nice environment. And, and, you know, this is a family, this is fun, affordable family entertainment. And we're really hoping the fans are going to respond in a positive way with being respectful to the players, to the umpires, to the opposing team. Hey, you know what, we'll root against them, but we're going to do it in the right way. Uh, and really, and, and really show the world, you know, or, or at least the other five teams, that this is a great place, and we've got great people here in Napa, and we're going to support our Napa guys, and we don't like you, but that doesn't mean that that we're not going to. You know, it doesn't mean we hate you. We're just going to. It's going to be a good, clean rivalry. Tell our listeners who the other five teams are that you're going to be playing. The um, this is our inaugural season, and it's also the first year for the Martinez Clippers. Uh, so they're in the league now. It's the Pacific Association of Professional Baseball Clubs. Um, the other teams are San, the San Rafael Pacifics. You've got the Sonoma Stompers. You have the Vallejo Admirals, who won the league last year. And you have the Pittsburgh Diamonds. So we're all basically within an hour travel time. Uh, we do not have a team bus. That's uh, not in our budget. So if a player brings three other guys with him to the game, we'll pay him a little mileage. But it's all less than an hour travel time. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about who runs the league. How does that all work? How is you know, the, we have a commissioner. His name is Jonathan Stone, and he is, um, you know, technically he's in, in charge of the league. But the, the members, you know, all of the, the, all of the teams own a portion of the league. Uh, we all own equal. Oops. Sorry about that. It's okay. We all own uh, a portion. So it's, it's very much ownership driven. Uh, we actually have a meeting on Wednesday, our final meeting before the season starts. And, and so, you know, the, the, the individual owners can come back. And I'll give you a great example. We were looking at the beginning um, when we started recruiting, we were looking at doing having 22-man teams. And then because we had had – the league had had 23 last year, and they said, you know what, we really need to cut it down a little bit. So um, so then one of the team, you know, members – owners went to one of the other owners and said, you know, I really think – I wish we were going to have 23 because we're just struggling with – you know, finding enough enough fielders, and so and so the vote went to the owners, and it was pretty simple. Hey, do you want to move back to twenty three? And and I think four out of the six said, yeah, we do. So it was very easily ratified and adopted. This is fortunately this is nothing like Washington or nothing like Sacramento, <laughs> uh, where where you've got level headed people making reasonable decisions, and and uh, so it's it's uh, 
but it's it's very much owner 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 driven um you know because we're all in the same business we're in the in the business of being part of the community we're in the business right. of of uh you know providing an opportunity for the players so that that's our common goal and how helpful has it been to you in organizing this to look at the other teams that have been around for a while vallejo san rafael specifically that yeah. i know have been been doing this for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, you know what? I, I will tell you that without exception, all of the other owners have been awesome in terms of helping me. They've, they've helped me show some of the things that they did that worked well, some of the things they didn't do that failed miserably, um, and have pointed me the right direction without exception. I, I cannot speak more highly of, of all of them because it's in everybody's interest for for the new teams to succeed and they've really taken that to heart they they've helped me you know ex extremely extremely grateful for all the assistance that i've gotten from all of them talk a little bit about the games themselves and, and a little bit about are they during the day or some of them going to be at night give us a little sense of the we have a uh, we have a schedule uh, we play six days a week we'll actually play 80 games in 92 huh. days um, and our weekday games, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, are all start at 6 o'clock. So hopefully folks get out of work, come to the ballpark, grab a beer, grab a hot dog. Um, and then the Saturday games will all start at 5 o'clock. We're going to make it a little bit easier to get some, some of the kids out. And then our Sunday games will start at 1 o'clock. So one of the fun things we're going to do on one of the Sundays is we're going to have a bike to the park day. And, and we've got a, a local bicycle company that's going to be sponsoring with a giveaway. And hopefully we can have people come down the, the, tr the vine trail and, and ride their bikes to the game. We'll have hopefully free valet parking for your bike and, and uh, make, a, make an event out of it. And you'll never have to worry about what to do with your weekends again. No, uh, I won't. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I, I had a good friend of mine for, he's been a good friend of mine for many, many years. And he said, you know, he says, when, when I was a kid, he says, the two things I, I wanted to make sure I picked a career that A, I didn't have to wear, I didn't have to work on weekends and B, I didn't have to wear my name on my shirt. So, um, so anyway, I've sort of screwed that up. I guess if I was going to pick up a weekend job, it would have been professional golfer. But since I wasn't that good, I guess it's just professional baseball instead. Now, who's managing the team? Tito Fuentes Jr. is, oh, he's, is the my, he's, he's actually the he's, manager. He's actually been working with me in sales and sponsorships, mm -hmm. and working with me on some of the back uh, back office logistics stuff, like baseballs and mm -hmm. ordering bats and uh, ordering uniforms and batting practice gear and batting helmets and and all of this stuff. So he's been terrific. Um, and, and again, you know, knows has has grown up in the baseball world, right. knows baseball inside and out, um, and and he's just been a, a huge asset to me. And how did you pick uniforms, colors, mascot? How did that all evolve? You know, there's a guy here locally. His name is Dom Morrissey. And Dom is uh, has done a lot of things over the years. Um, but he is, is incredibly talented. He's a graphic artist as well as he, you know, knows his ins and outs of social media and designed the website and designed the logo and helped me pick the colors. Uh, and... And so he's been a huge, huge part of building the brand, building the Silverado's brand. Uh, silver, black, and red are our colors. Uh, and we, you know, and then you start looking for uniform people. And, and, and it turns out to be that it's not, you can't get that as quickly as, it is, as, as you would expect because it's all, it's all custom work. And you have to figure out, okay, how, how tall can the logo be? Because it has to fit between the buttons and it has to do, you know, all these things. So Dom has really helped me go through all of that uh, process. And, and then you also have to find, you know, people who are, um, who are supplying your, your uniforms that you can trust to perform because we need the, the, there's no question, there's no 
you don't get a do-over and you don't get a oh, we need a three-day extension because my season starts on the 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 the, the right. 31st you don't get an extension so you have to make sure that you're also picking people that can perform and and then that also you can work with the, you know because it makes sense to have those same people um doing the swag that we're, we're selling that our, our t-shirts and hoodies and um hats and and all the good stuff that that has our silverado's brand on it so it's um you know it, it it's a it's a process i mean and and, and you know, i'd never ordered uniforms for i'd never ordered baseballs before you know fun thing with the baseballs is that even though it's a it's a twelve thousand dollar line item for the season but the good news is because we can put some somebody's logo on them that we can you know defray some of the cost for, for some of the cross the cost of the baseballs. so it's um uh, you know, that that's a help. But, you know, there's there's you know, it's all these things. I mean, you, you have to pick suppliers you can trust and suppliers that are going to perform. Uh, and, and unfortunately, every once in a while, you learn that one or two of them don't perform to your expectations. And then you say, OK, then I, I made a mistake and that's on me. I'll fix it. And, you know, the attitude is we'll fix it. We, we know stuff's going to ro- go wrong. We're just going right. to fix it. What were some of the things, and I don't mean problems necessarily, but just, I mean, there had to be things that you thought about or didn't think about early on that, that are, it's like, oh, that was another moving part that we didn't anticipate. Oh, my God. I think there's more of those than there were ones that I actually thought about. I mean, you know, you never, you never think about, you know, it's, it's like umpires, you know. Okay, I forgot to put my line item in for umpires, and that's, you know, that's a uh, that's two hundred and seventy dollars a game. So multiply that by forty home games because the home team plays for uh, pays for the umpires. So I was hoping to get them sponsored by a local optical company, but apparently the umpires didn't take well to that. Oh, and what so, a great idea! Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll try again next year. But uh, uh, but I, I thought that would be amusing, and I mean, the umpires didn't think it was nearly as amusing as I did. Um, you know, but it, but it's it's all those things. It's you know, it's arranging for the team meals. The home team is required to provide a pregame and a postgame meal mm-hmm. for both teams, and so there you have sixty people that you're basically catering for forty times, forty one times wow. during the year. And so we've been very fortunate. We've found some local restaurants via Corona and Fazerati's and Filippi's and supper time and catering by Jen and Southside and where they've stepped up and said, you know, basically each of them has taken a day and said, I will feed your, your 60 folks, you know, on Tuesday all throughout the season. And in trade for that, they get some signage in the outfield and they get some signage in the food area and some PA announcements and program announcements and all of that stuff. So that's, you know, going back to the part where the community has been very, very supportive of, of what we're trying to accomplish. Because if you t- if you looked at, okay, I don't have that support, what is that going to cost me to do? You know, think of what it would cost to, coder, to, to, to cater 40 events for 60 people throughout the year. And it's mm-hmm. a big number. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very grateful for their support. Talk a little bit about community reaction that you've gotten so far and what you're anticipating. Uh, you know, it's been, it's, it's been great. I mean, people who... I think if I had a frustration, it's the, the, the when I run into people who said professional baseball in Napa, what is, what's that? When is that? How did you, you know, because there's still a lot of people that don't know. I mean, despite the fact that we've been out uh, in the community, uh, despite the fact that we've been, you know, in some of the local magazines, newspaper, uh, some people still aren't aware of what we're doing. And I think that's my biggest frustration. But for, for most of the folks I talk to, the first thing they say is, you know what, this is great because there is no fun, affordable family entertainment in Napa. And unfortunately, we live in a place where a lot of what happens in our beautiful valley isn't necessarily affordable for people that live here. Uh, 
and this isn't one of them. With $10 tickets and weekdays, if your your son or daughter is a little ligger or um, is a, in the, the girls' junior softball, they wear their hat or their uniform top, they get a $5 ticket with an adult. Um, you know, so we're really, you know, it, it, it started out being about baseball, and it quickly morphed into being about fun, affordable family entertainment. And then it, and it really has turned into be a very unique way for us as an organization to give back to our community. And talk a little bit about the other teams that have been doing this a while and how they how it works for them in their communities. I think that we're all basically in the same boat. You know, without that, without a certain level of community support, this is not. You know, this this would be a, this would be confined to really rich people because it's not inexpensive to do what we're doing. So all of us recognize that we're only here because the community is supporting us. And so what what all of them do, and, and I learned very, very early on, is that they work very hard to give back to the community in, in terms of, you know, we're going to create uh, baseball camps and we're going to have folks that don't necessarily have the resources to come to camp or don't have the shoes. We'll make sure they have shoes. We'll make sure they have gloves. We'll make sure they have a baseball to take home with them when they go home. Um, we have nonprofit beneficiaries every night. Uh, mm. Every night we're going to have, we'll have a raffle where there's going to be Silverado swag that we'll raffle off and they will be able to keep all of the proceeds from the raffle. Um, and then they, then in addition to that, they, they will be in all of the promotional material that we put out. And in addition to that, they have an, part of the information booth where they can be exposed to perhaps a different uh, group of people than they might ordinarily have been exposed to, where they can hand out literature and they can collect donations, they can collect addresses and email addresses for you know, for their future events and that kind of thing. So we're trying to create a way that it's not, it's more than just financial because we want that to be a part of it because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of nonprofits in, in the Valley that, you know, 800 or $1,000 wouldn't really move the needle very much. Right. But on the other hand, there are a lot of them that that would move the needle significantly. And so what we're trying to do is identify those nonprofits and off- offer them the ability to get some exposure as well as some financial gain by participating with the team. All right, before you go, let's tell everybody again a couple of things. One, when the first games are, and two, what the website address is so people can find out some information if they have additional questions. The, um, the first game is the 31st of May. Uh, we have sold out uh, the first game, uh, pending resolution of whether I add some additional bleacher seating. Uh, we've had issues with the bleachers we're trying to resolve, and, and it may well be that we can accommodate some additional people. I will know more about that probably later this week. So the 31st of May and the 1st of June are our first two games. There are still tickets available on, uh, on the, for the game on the 1st of June. There are also season tickets. Uh, we have two different kinds of tickets. We have general admission, which is basically the bleachers. And then we also have what we call the premium seating area, which is on field. You get your chair and a half a table, and it's just past the first base dugout, and so your field level would be behind a net, so you don't have to worry about those screaming line drivers <laughs> um, coming at you. And so, and so, some people have signed. We've we've sold uh, we've sold out all of those for the for the first two games as well. It's and it's just a little bit different experience because you'll have waiter and waitress service, uh, so you don't have to get up and go to the concessions if you don't want. Uh, but you'll also have that field level view and mm-hmm. um, be right where right next to the ball players. So. And then uh, where do you go to get tickets? Uh, the best place to go is to our website. And that's www.silveratosbaseball.com. Silverados is plural, so it's silveratosbaseball.com. Uh, you can also ask questions. If you have questions, send us an email at info at silveratosbaseball.com. 
Um, you can ask ticket questions by tickets at silveratosbaseball.com. And if you need to reach me for whatever reason, I'm Bruce at silveratosbaseball.com. So I'm always happy to help if a fan's having problems with finding tickets or getting tickets or whatever. I'm always happy to see what I can do to help. Napa Silverados, Bruce Johnston, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. It's always good to be here. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.